0: Your host,
2: Beth Ann. And good morning. <laughs> You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you. We were chuckling throughout the song, so I'm a little bit, uh, I'm chuckling yet. <laughs> it was funny. We want to go straight to the Lord' Prayer. There's so much to be praying for. And we need to remember our country as well. and our leadership they haven't gone ast- well they have gone astray but i fear that they're doing exactly exactly just like russia said it's going just as planned let's pray to the almighty god for he is the true power in the world most gracious heavenly father For such a time as this, we bow before you as a body of believers. Father, we praise you for the God that you are. You are such an awesome God. If we would just let you truly have the power in our lives. If we would just truly have the faith of a mustard seed. If we would just truly lean on you. For the problems that are small and the problems that are large. Father, you are on your throne and you don't miss a lick. You see all that is happening. And, Father, it's it's not good, as you know, better than I. We can't see around the corners and we can't see into people's hearts and minds, but, Father, we can see the actions of what they are doing against humanity. Father, we pray that we can be your messengers, that we can be what we should be right here in our own nation, and that we can be conveyors of your righteousness. May we hunger and thirst for that. May we have such a hunger for your word that we get into it and we don't let it go. And you can open our eyes that we can see and hear and understand what we read and apply it to our lives as we walk on this earth. Father, we are your children. We need your guidance. We need your protection. And Father, I pray that your hedge of protection is around many of those in our in Ukraine right now. Especially their leaders, Zelensky. I don't know the truth of this man's heart. But, Father, protect him. Thereafter after him. And may in your protection of him he be drawn to you. And the world be drawn closer to you. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, I ask for your blessings upon the show. May we have some humor. May we have some seriousness. And may we encourage and give hope to others. Draw them to you and draw them to action. For such a time as this, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Today is Women's History I'm not today, but this month is Women's History Month. Um, I didn't know that. I guess they announced it on TV. My husband was watching that as I walked through the kitchen getting ready to leave. And I said, Oh, it is. I didn't know that. Well, it brought to my mind something that I had read years ago that Queen Elizabeth and it would be Queen Elizabeth the first, I do believe. Let me read this to you. With the looming threat of the German invasion, the British government urged the queen at that time to leave for Canada with her daughters, and she refused, stating, the children won't go without me, and I won't leave without the king, and the king will never leave. But like thousands of other children who were evacuated from British cities, Elizabeth, who is now the queen, and Margaret did leave London and spent much of the time at the Windsor Castle. So the Queen Elizabeth now, her mother, refused to leave during wartime. That was in World War II. But Queen Elizabeth II, which is now Queen, has devoted her life to the service of her country, Nearly a decade before she became queen, she entered another kind of service when she became the first female member of the British royal family to become an active duty member of the British Armed Forces, making her the last, right now, surviving head of state to have served during World War II. She had to argue with her parents to get this done. They weren't going to let her do it, but eventually they did. She was 19 years old, and she served as a mechanic. And the AP dubbed her Princess Auto Mechanic. And they say today, the queen remains a fan of cars. And when I was reading that, I go, this this is a woman after Rudy's own heart, because he just loves cars. But it's a fascinating story as we have gone in and we've seen what happened in Afghanistan. And that leader swiftly left when he knew he was going to have to fight or he's going to have to die. And uh, then we saw some other things that happened. And then we see the Ukrainian president, whether you like him or don't like him, adamantly staying with his countrymen to fight for Ukraine. I find that very interesting. Very interesting indeed. And how many of these women in Congress, there's a couple of them I think, Mike, because some of them had already served this in the in, uh, military here, but how many of them do you think would do as Queen Elizabeth did? She's a wise old cookie. I don't think she passed it down too good, though. (laughs) Just saying. And speaking of that, today is also National Sons Day. Now, I have no daughters. I've raised five sons. And despite their mother's inabilities and her short um, temper from time to time, they turned out to be wonderful men. Not perfect men, but wonderful men. They chose their wives wisely. And I see them as fathers with their children, and they've done a wonderful job, and I'm very, very proud of them. And one of them is already all puffed up because he's a grandfather. So, happy National Sons Day. Go hug your son or fix him their favorite meal or something if you're able to. But children are a blessing from God, and it has long been kind of a, uh, it's not really a joke, but it kind of is. My husband had read the scripture about, blessed is the man whose quiver is full, and he felt like his quiver was pretty full. And when we had our 40th anniversary, we gave him a quiver, and each one of the boys gave him an arrow to put in the quiver. I thought that was pretty cool. This year we will celebrate 50. I don't know if you will get another Quiffer or not. But <laughs> I don't know if we'll get anything. So let's move on with the show. Once in a while, not intentionally, and I've really, really taken up most of the uh, time here, the truth slips out. Like when Governor Cuomo said, we're not going to make America great again. It was never that great in the first place. Says the spoiled, rich, corrupt, fanny boob-grabbing politician, believing himself to be elite and above all the rest of us in every way. And then Buddha Judge. Oh, Buddha Judge. I'm gonna hold this because I got a feeling when we return, Daniel will be on the line and we'll get to to kick the Buddha Judge can down the road. <laughs> I wish we really could. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I think we've got a fantastic show lined up for you, and we'll be right back. LibertyTabletop.com or call them
3: 844-386-2338 Have you ever checked to see how many minerals are in the nutritional products that you take? Not many if they come from fruits and vegetables that do not average more than 12 minerals due to mineral depletion in topsoil. Minerals are the key to good health and longevity and you need lots of them. A product called Immuno 150 is only $49.95 for a month's supply, and it has 70 plant minerals and 80 other nutrients. There is nothing like it on the market. Now, more than ever, you need to supercharge your immune system and to do that, you need at least 60 minerals every day. Immuno 150 has more than 70 minerals. Visit Immuno150.com That is IMMUNO150.com or call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224.
2: the lights on. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Looks like Daniel's not going to make it in with us, so we're going to continue with my monologue because I was pretty sure he was going to want to talk about old Buddha Judge. Buddha Judge, who is not all that bright. <laughs> Should we call him Mother Buttigieg or Daddy Buttigieg? <laughs> oh, well. That doesn't matter. Except his sexual preference is how he got the job. That's how he got chosen. It's diverse, you know. By the way, Biden's cabinet is very diverse. Might be diverse in color and sexual and gender choices. But they all stand together as the most ignorant. But to get back to his explanation of not using American oil. This is what Buttigieg said, and this is why I titled today, once in a while, not intentionally, The Truth Slips Out. We don't want permanent solutions to short-term problems. Now think about that just for a moment. Wrap your head around that statement. We don't want permanent solutions. Let's stop right there. And then go on to short-term problems. Short-term problem, I guess, is pretty long-term if you're the one over in Ukraine being killed. I mean, that's pretty final. This administration wants to continue to punish Americans. And they aren't really trying to help the Ukrainians. Have you noticed that? America is not a leader in this world. Heck, we aren't even good followers. We are so far behind the curve. Now, I have another article here, and I'm just going to read the title to you. Russia serving a key role. Well, no, that's the wrong one. That's that's coming up later. <laughs> but it is part of this lie. Uh, special counsel. Oh, that's a different one, too. Anyway, it's some. Oh, here it is. Blackwater founder says to Newsmax that the Biden White House denied fighter jets lend lease to Ukraine. See, they've done little to help Ukraine in all truthfulness. Now, think about these facts. All they're doing is trying to line their pockets. Like I said, they're way behind on the curve. They're destroying America. Unless this is their curve to destroy America, keeping power forever, and lining their own pockets. Now, think about these facts. Russia took Georgia under G.W. Bush. Now, a revealed globalist, the hater of Trump people, Bush attacked Iraq. While evil, Iraq was evil. Had nothing to do with 9-11, and if you recall, there were no weapons of mass destruction. Oh, but there was shock and awe when the Americans went in there. Obama, friend Iran, gave them a nice pallet of cash. Your money, America. That was your money. And he brokered a deal, which our Congress willingly didn't see or disapprove of. They just let him do what he wanted. His vice president was Biden. His secretary of state at that time was John Kerry. And Russia took Crimea. And the deal with Iran did not stop nuclear progress. Biden immediately removed our energy independence. He surrendered in Afghanistan. Left billions of dollars of equipment, military equipment, behind. Helped him out there, didn't he? He left Americans behind. He doesn't mention it. Thirteen were killed because of him. He opened up our borders to millions of illegals coming from 120 countries, including Russia. Now... Russia is taking Ukraine, and it ain't pretty. Maybe, just maybe, we should send, now's the time, to send Hillary to Russia with a bright red reset button. What do you think? Should we do that? So we have uh, Blackwater... Which is an organization, a non-profit organization that is rescuing people. <laughs> That's what they do. Eric Prince, the founder of, of private military contractor Blackwater, told Newsmax on Thursday that the anonymously, that he anonymously gave Biden the administration an adoption, an option in December. This is a long time ago, right? To offer lend-lease to Ukraine of up to 200 combat aircraft and the Air Force planned to retire. And he was ignored by the White House. They did not take his deal. And so Ukraine is going to fall. Maybe. We'll see. Russia. We're still buying Russian oil. We're still letting Russia take Ukraine. Oh, we're putting on a pretense. We're putting on a show. But we're still allowing it to happen. And Russia is now serving a key role in an upcoming second Iran nuclear deal as war rages in Ukraine. So, who does Biden... Why does he even have a cabinet? We're sending... Russia to make deals now with Iran, so they can have nuclear weapons, which is what they've wanted all along. They did that in Obama's administration, and now Biden is following it, but he ain't man enough to to come bring a deal to the table. So Russia's going to do it for him. It says here that on Thursday, a senior Russian diplomat announced that Russia was nearing completion of its efforts to successfully broker a new nuclear deal between Iran and the United States, even as the Russian military continues to invade Ukraine. Now, last night they had a little explosion right at the uh, nuclear plant there in Ukraine. And it was said that Putin wants to have another Chernobyl. It scares everybody to death. I had somebody texting me from my family. This is scary what's going on. I go, yeah it is. Yeah it is. The green weenies, you know, they don't care because they don't want you to have nuclear power. They just want you to fan with a green leaf. You know, that's all they want. They want to take your money. China will benefit from it. Russia, we're buying their oil. And now they're brokering a deal, they're trying, to talk to Iran into selling them more oil, Biden administration. But they don't want a permanent solution to a short-term problem. They don't want to make your life easier. They don't want to provide more jobs for you. They want to provide more jobs for China. They don't want... To make America great again. Because in their eyes, it was never that great to begin with. As they have gotten richer and richer and richer doing their corrupt trading and dealing. It's sad. It really is sad. Now, something I was kind of proud of. We're going to have a guest coming in here in just a little bit, I hope. (laughs) And we're going to talk more about Russia. But this was Governor DeSantis. He went in there, he, he appeared to get visibly annoyed, and he was, and I think he had every right to, at the sight of students wearing face masks before a press conference at the University of South Florida, Tampa. This happened Wednesday. You don't have to, they had him lined up behind him as he was getting ready to speak at the, at the, at the, uh, uh podium. You do not have to wear those masks, he said. It's not doing anything. We've got to stop with the COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine. But this is ridiculous, he said. Oh, he was just raped over the coals by the media. Scarborough, Joe Scarborough and Morning Joe and his wife, Mika. His wife, Mika, said... Oh, he was so mean to those students. He was mean. He's such a bully. Yeah, telling them you're free to move about the country without a mask. <laughs> At least Florida. That's really, really mean. This is just ridiculous, folks. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, when we come back, we're going to have Darren Gobb on. He's Lieutenant Colonel of the U.S. Army. Has been. And he's the director of Restore-Liberty.org. We've had him on before, and we're going to do it again, and we're going to talk about Russia. And I think he might be able to open our eyes to some things. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. And I believe America can be great again. I think we're going to have to get rid of a few a few American haters before we get her done. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I'm going to make this really quick. We have off us uh Lieutenant Colonel Retired from the U.S. Army, Dar- Dar- Darren Gobb. And uh, we're going to talk about this Iraq situation. And I'm just going to bring you on. Darren, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, are Beth. Are you there, Darren?
4: Thanks for bringing me on board this morning.
2: Nope. Did we lose him?
4: Okay. No, well I'm here.
2: Oh, there you are. <laughs> Were you whispering?
4: Okay. <laughs> How no, are you doing, the, sir? It was weird, though. I talked into the phone, and then I heard myself back. I'm like, that's probably not the way it's supposed to work. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you're talking to yourself? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> I think that we've happens. all been doing a lot of that lately. <laughs> you know, I had somebody uh texting me last night, sincerely, and said, this is getting scary. Of course, this is when there was the... The threat, I don't know, I haven't heard anything this morning when they were fighting and something blew up there around the nuclear plant in Ukraine. And, uh, uh, you know, people here are really getting worried, except the administration. They're not concerned at all. So I'm going to let you kind of take the lead here because we do want to talk about Russia and Ukraine and I think you've got some better insight, <laughs> a little more knowledge than I do. I'm definitely not a military person uh although i i raised uh an army of children i didn't <laughs> i didn't uh,
0: that's a harder job
2: it was pretty tough. We raised five sons, so it was pretty tough one of them served in in the army so let's um let's talk about what's going on if you can
4: sounds good to me yeah uh-huh. no it's uh it's going. It's almost a little bit of theater right now. It certainly seems like uh, if you watch enough news, it's almost you feel like you're watching a video game at times, and you're kind of hoping yeah. that uh, that doesn't uh, impact people's thought process of what they think about this conflict. Because it's uh, war is never a video game. It's uh it's a uh, it's a. They don't get back
2: up and start shooting again, do they?
4: Yeah, exactly. It's uh, uh, well, I guess you could say after years of being involved in conflict zones myself, it's and then and then Mm kind of watching this through a through the lens of a TV camera. It's it's a completely different experience, but uh, you get a better sense of what people are going through. And I think it's critical that we separate out the the politicians and the government and their actions from what the people themselves on the ground are dealing with. You know, Ukrainians obviously don't want to be going through this. Mm-hmm. There are many Russians who don't want their country at war against the Ukraine. They don't want this conflict either. There are many people in America who uh, rightfully don't want to get too heavily involved because it's it's, uh, it's war is nasty business. And, uh, but the government side of it, we're certainly not one who can stand aside and say, oh, look, they're suffering with the governmental corruption. We're like, yeah, well, pot call. Welcome to the kettle moment. <laughs> this is uh, I've often laughed overseas when we talk about trying to root out corruption in foreign nations while we're growing it at home uh, like a bumper crop. So uh, when you're dealing with the Ukraine government, the Russian government, the U.S. government, uh, there's plenty of nefarious activity to go around, and we don't even know it all. Oh, absolutely! Um, not. To, I think it's worth thinking about this from the perspective of what is the media telling all of us routinely, and then what aren't they telling us, or what don't, what don't they even know themselves? What's really going on? Uh, there's there's uh, there's a lot to this, and uh, we don't know all of what's going on. I'm sure you've seen reports of bio labs and. These things that may or may not turn out to be true um, or in total or in part. But uh, I asked the question personally, I'm like, why does it seem like the uh, Russian Army's B team is going into Ukraine while well, leaving much of their capability on the sidelines to watch from both uh, strategic missile forces to some aspects of their air forces and uh, their capabilities within space and cyber. They've they've not done what I would consider to be uh, the Russian way of warfare, which is you know, unapologetic. I don't like it, but this is not the characteristic of a Russian kind of conflict that I would expect.
2: What do, what do you think so of this? The, We've been told many things since you said what to believe in the media and what not or what they're saying or what they're not saying. But they keep showing the 40-mile uh, convoy there of tanks and such that are just sitting still. What is your uh, opinion of that? Are they really oh, out of guess. gas? Or have they run out of gas? Have they run out of this or that? <laughs> or are they waiting for more to come?
4: Well, and to be straight, it would be a, it would be an opinion. Uh, we've got some pretty good intelligence coming out of the country, but, uh, we certainly don't have perfect understanding. Uh, um, I think a lot of what we're seeing is lives in the world of propaganda mm-hmm. and uh, in conflict theater, uh, through the media. Um, there is no doubt about the, the, uh, the convoy itself existing the reason why it stopped. I, don't, I just don't think the Russians expected the level of resistance they've got. And when you're starting to deal with a country that is thawing out from a winter and there's, uh, the, the, the terrain they'd be going through across land is not conducive yeah. to heavy vehicle movement now that it's turned into, into really frankly just mud <laughs> and very deep mud at that. Yeah. Uh, having them stuck onto a single route into a major city is not a surprise.
2: But uh, it but, also
4: tells you who controls the skies.
2: And but they've all been sitting there so long. It's it's I don't understand why they haven't had some kind of resistance there an attack from the Ukrainians. That's that doesn't make any sense either. And uh so there's a lot of things that don't make sense, but like I said, I don't have a military mind that I'm trying to put things together as I see them. And as I'm being told, and this kind of reminds me, this is when CNN made their big bucks, you know, when we went into Iraq, they were there and it was 24-7 and Americans were glued to the telly. And that's kind of what's going on again now. America's just glued to the telly trying to figure out what's happening. Our hearts are wrenched when the mother comes out and, um, tells about what's going on in the bunker that she's in and, and you see the people and the children. I mean, it's just heart wrenching, which is what war is, you know? And, yeah. you know, it's, um, it's just crazy. And you, and you know, um, Darren, I'm trying to put together because I see America not being a leader. They're, we're not even being a good follower right now. We seem to be just sitting back. Oh, we, we have a lot of talk, talk, talk. But we seem to be just sitting back and letting this happen. And I'm not saying we want to go send our soldiers you know, over there. Faulkner, on her show the other morning, was saying, we need to do something. We need to send our soldiers over there. We need, Well, it's always send your children over there. They're never wanting to send their children over there, and um, which infuriates me a bit. But, uh, you know, all the things that the U.S. isn't doing and didn't do before all this began... It just keeps going around in my head that nothing in politics happens by mistake, by accident.
4: What do you oh think? yeah. Um, well, part of this goes back to the you know the von Clausewitz on war statement of war is just politics by other means. Mm. Uh, that part is very true. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think this is one of those cases where we want to throw our military directly into this conflict either. I mean, the the ability for that to grow is pretty significant. And uh, um, if you remember years back at the time of that first Iraq war, there was this thing we called the Powell Doctrine. And uh, regardless of the person who was preaching it, the fact is that if we don't have a specific purpose for being there that directly uh, comes back to national uh, strategic goals and national security requirements... Then, then why would we be there? And if we do go, we need to know what it means to, what it takes to leave. Mm. Um, And I'm concerned about some of the conversations and the topics and things like that that are going on because what what you've mentioned and what I what I've talked about on a couple other news um, outlets is that it seems like. This administration was slipped a a playbook under the table that says here are here are all the cards that you could play to help mitigate this conflict or um, reduce its scope. And if you do all these things, all those now you you've lost all your bargaining chips now, off hang on the table. And that's hang
2: on, we're going into a break. I want you to stay with me. I want to tell you my little fact, and you probably can add to it, and we'll just try to get ourselves up to what's really happening and why we're doing nothing. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right
1: back.
0: Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America.
2: or buy one, get one free pillow towel set. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special and enter promo code Bethann. Or call one 978 6168 That's MyPillow.com and the promo code is Bethann. VTA Foundation continues their stand for life and women who are caught in unplanned pregnancies. Abby Johnson will be the keynote speaker at VTA Foundation's 30th Annual Pro-Life Events, March 22, 2022, at the Capitol Plaza Hotel and Convention Center in Jefferson City, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book, Unplanned, as well as the movie based on her book, also titled Unplanned. She tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to outspoken pro-life advocate. Abby believes in the work of Vitae Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion-determined women with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today. You have two chances to attend, luncheon or dinner. Events on March 22nd. Go to adsforlife.org. Abby Johnson will inspire and encourage you. March 22nd in Jefferson City. Before the event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Van visiting with Darren Gobb. Uh, and, um, you know, Darren also uh, is the director of Restore Liberty and you can visit that website. It's restore-liberty.org, restore-liberty.org. We have a lot of liberty-loving folks that are trying to do everything they can to to bring this nation home. Now, while people like to listen to the utopia speeches, well, it, some people do, that Biden likes to throw out, I wanted to go, and I'm not going far, very far back in history here, Darren, so, I want you to tell me, because I, I have Beth's own conspiracy theory. So, I'm going back to when Russia took Georgia, and G.W. Bush was president at that time. And now we know, it's been revealed, he's opened up that he's a globalist. Bush also attacked Iraq, which you mentioned. Well, Iraq was an evil, com- he, he was evil, he was an evil guy. But he had nothing to do with 9-11. And there were no weapons of mass destruction. The only thing they had there was the shock and awe of the American soldiers that came in. Now, you mentioned the PAL document there. Moving on to Obama's administration. He's a friend to Iran. He made that very clear. He... uh called ISIS, the junior team, and he gave Iran a nice pallet full of cash, which was our tax dollars, and he made a deal, this was in his second uh, administration, I think his second term, he made a deal, which our Congress ignored, and we're willing enough to let him take care of it, we'll let it go that way, which really opened up Iran for nuclear His VP at that time was Joe Biden, and his Secretary of State at that time was John Kerry, and Russia took Crimea. Moving on to Biden now, who is president, he first removed our energy independence. He surrendered to Afghanistan, left equipment there so they could fight us later with that, left Americans behind, Refuses to talk about that. Thirteen Americans were killed upon the the uh, surrendering. He opened up our borders to millions of the illegals. They're coming from all kinds of countries, including Russia. And now Russia is taking Ukraine. And I believe he's a friend of Russia. We know that. We know he's not doing anything to stop him. We know that... You know, when he was vice president, we remember what Obama got caught on a live mic saying, wait till my election's over and then I have more, you know, more liberties. What they were discussing, we don't know. But, I think it's going down. I think they knew this was going to go down and I have my own, I don't know how you feel about the 2020 election. Uh, if you've watched any of the, uh, uh, Videos by Mike Lindell and the experts that he had on the Dominion machines and all that, but there were three, there were lots of people who, who hacked. The biggest ones were China, Russia, and Iran. And I just can't help but that keeps going around in my mind. And I don't want to take you down the election road, but the history that they've always been lenient to Iran, and Russia and China. What do you think of that? Are there you there? Those three countries oh, are
4: you. something we've talked about pretty significantly lately as the it's almost like the new axis of evil from uh <laughs> from yeah. our past language and uh, I am mean, certain there's a certain level of collaboration between Russia, China and Iran and a lot of different things. We see discussions this morning of uh Biden administration talking about uh, purchasing gas from Iran now and the reinvigorating the nuclear deal discussions with Iran. And these all are things that uh, we anticipated back in August when we surrendered and ran out of Afghanistan. When uh, My co-founder and I both said right off the bat that Ukraine was next. And then we started talking about, you know, the sequence of possible events from you know, if Russia was successful in Ukraine, what would they do with potentially with the Baltics and, and other work in Eastern Europe? What would they do in, to finish off uh, maybe taking more land in Georgia and consolidating some of the their gains, I guess you could say? And then we talked about uh, Iran's nuclear deals and work and uh, its potential trying to move against uh, Israel. And we talked about China moving against Taiwan and, and all of this. Is predictable. Seems like a script.
2: It's and just uh, it may or may not happen. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 another thing that really upsets me a bit, and she, she, she shows that we're not leaders anymore. America's Biden's not a leader, and he's a pretty poor follower. But he knows how to go by the script, and I think that's what he's doing. Unfortunately, I think that's what he's doing. But now we have Russia. Who hates the Americans, serving as a key role in the upcoming second Iran nuclear deal. As he's raging in a horrible war, he's doing his, he's going to end up doing his own shock and awe on Ukraine. And why do we have an administration here? Why do we have, why does Biden have a cabinet? Why are we sending Russia to make this deal? D- don't you find that odd?
4: Well, they're already friends. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Iran and Russia are, but they're neither one friends
2: of America.
4: No, that's absolutely true. No, it's, uh, uh, and that specifically, again, that's the governmental level, of course. That's, uh, you know, the people of the countries are are, are different things. It's funny how we tend to get along, but it's, you know, it's the people that pay the price for the politicians' decisions, as always, Always.
2: always, when it
4: comes to conflict.
2: Darren, we're we're going to be running out of time here. I want to just uh, soften it down a little bit, and um, uh, you know, the American people are the answer, and we've got to wake up. Do you see that? If that American people are waking up,
4: I do. Uh, I wish it was more obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, I think uh, over time this narrative, uh, House of Cards, is collapsing, and you can call it uh, COVID, masks, vaccines. <laughs> uh, people know that this is a this is some sort of theater with Ukraine in many ways. Although there's real suffering and real heroism, they know that that's oh, yeah. not the purpose. Um, I, I like to tell people I'm not worried about the stormtroopers or the Jedi. It's the uh, it's the Emperor that I'm looking for, who's pulling the strings and why. Yeah. I think that's critical to understand. And um, uh, I think if we continue to stay. In the pursuit of truth, regardless of where it goes, uh, if we're not if we're not afraid to expose that truth, then uh, then we're going to continue waking up more and more Americans.
2: Well, I think you know, I I think a lot of them are awake, and I think every time we hear a lie now or something else, that Russia serving as a key role—that is just—I can't imagine too many American people thinking that's a smart thing to do. Uh, Restore-Liberty.org. I encourage you to go there. Darren is a director of that. Trying to get people involved. That's what it's got to be. And we kind of got to do it on a local level. But we've got to get people involved. Good people. Not politicians. Good people. <laughs> I kind of get after the politicians. But, Darren, you're doing a good job. I know you're trying your best to get the word out. I am here, and it's just... Something we gotta continue at. We'll have you back on again later another day and we'll all work together to figure out how to bring America home.
0: Um. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed.
4: They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they in, explicit about that? Yes. It's it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because... Uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota and for me as someone who had spoken to the media and had said you know we're about reducing the number of abortions we're about you know prevention all of these other services I was shocked
3: so since you
0: actually worked at a Planned Parenthood give us some sense of the relative number of abortions
4: okay abortions Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year they are the largest single abortion provider in our country.
3: Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding
4: that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always
1: take a stand for life.